The True Crime Society podcast contains adult themes and violence and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. guys, it's Stephanie just hopping on here super quick before we get into the actual episode. I just wanted to disclaimer that we recorded this episode before Kylie's body was discovered. So just keep that in mind while you're listening. Um, next episode, we are going to talk a little bit more about the discovery and how it went down and what our thoughts are on the whole thing. And we're also going to talk about other cases that were solved by Adventures with Purpose because we've been getting a lot of questions about them. So it seemed like something everyone would be interested in. So we will get into all that next week. Um, All right. Well, enjoy the episode. Bye. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of True Crime Society Podcast with Stephanie and Olivia. It is Thursday, August 18th. You know what that means? Only two days until my sister's wedding. When this comes out, it'll already be over with. But right now, (laughs) I have a lot to do and a lot to think about. I actually just read Olivia my maid of honor speech and she gave it um a gold Thumbs star. Up. Five stars. <laughs> not not one gold star, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. So I'm feeling I more said, confident. It was very entertaining and succinct and it was everything a good speech should be, I think. Wow, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it all goes well for you. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll be a beautiful day. You'll yes, have to so. post lots of photos when you all got your makeup and your hair and everything done. Yeah, I got a lot of chores to do from basically after this until the wedding, and I'm going to be tired, but I'm going to get through it. I'll post pictures on my Instagram for anyone who cares. Um, you can follow <laughs> me at StephSum underscore. It's in the True Crime Society bio, if you can't remember that. But if you want to be nosy and see what the wedding's like, come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> for once, I was something to post about. <laughs> Because of my unfulfilling you. life. Oh my! Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh. This is this is just I. We have to talk about it a little just because I want it to be like an inside joke. But this will be this will be coming out way after this already happened. And if you follow us on Instagram, you've already seen it. But someone left us like a kind of mean review, a pretty mean review. It was four it was stars. Not, it was yeah. It was nice <laughs> but mean. It was nice but mean. It was like but the, the, the shit sandwich. Um, theory you know where you say something nice the compliment you say something sandwich mean. but opposite <laughs> yeah. so you say it's like nice then say something mean so it kind of gets buried and then finish off with something nice <laughs> it was nice to olivia but <laughs> but the review basically said that um that we're both great the podcast is great but it's really sad and insufferable to hear about olivia's filling life with a, a husband and children and living this great life but it's really like sad and pathetic to hear me talk about my cats and how I apparently have nothing going on. <laughs> it was, but they did say I was good regardless of being insufferable. Maybe, it was it was just a strange review. Like <laughs> I know one of my one of my coworkers follows us, and when I posted it, he like messaged me and I was like, "What the fuck? That's crazy!" But he showed it to like some of my other coworkers, so we all laughed at it, and they all just call me the American now. <laughs> the American, the crazy cat American. <laughs> I know. Uh, just so y'all know, um, my life is very fulfilling and I'm very pleased. <laughs> I have a lot going on. 
I will have a husband next year. So then my opinion will matter next year. Yeah, you'll be able to have more of a say next year when you're married and you have a more fulfilling life. <laughs> yes. So guys, just if you don't want to listen till then, I understand. <laughs> Maybe you can send an alarm with confetti for your big marriage date. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> but anyways, it's just funny. Um, I mean, stuff like that doesn't totally hurt my feelings, but <laughs> just a little bit. It's kind of it's just it just makes a you little. die it's a little, also a so little silly. Bit. A little bit dead inside after that. I was like, is that really what people think of me? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, but then I posted it and like so many people were nice and so many people like wanted to see pictures of my cats. So so thank you for that. It did make me feel better. But just also to be clear, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, how do people not know our names? I guess like people do know our names, but it's not like, like I'm Stephanie. The American one is Stephanie. The Australian one is Olivia. <laughs> it's funny because our names aren't even similar. Like, you know, sometimes if there was like a Stephanie and a Sarah, you might be like, oh God, I can never remember which one's which. But yeah. it's very different. I feel like you, like, unless people follow us on Instagram, because I guess at the start, I just say Stephanie and Olivia. So you don't really know which of us is which. Yeah, true. But I do actually. refer to you as like Olivia when I'm talking to you or about you. <laughs> I guess maybe some people just listen for the content and not, <laughs> not the banter. So they don't know. If you want to refer to me as the American, I, I'll just think it's funny. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anything going on with you and your such a fulfilling, wonderful life? <laughs> I actually have quite a boring weekend this weekend. Nothing much going on. I've got a Gasp. dinner tonight and then on Sunday we're going to Yum Cha, which I think is the equivalent of your dim sum, you know, where they bring the food around on little carts and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited thing. about that. I've been saving myself all week for it. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, no, nothing much. Pretty quiet. Not too much going on at all. Peep just crawled into my lap. She could tell I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> so supportive. But yeah, I guess I'll have more to say next time. We could talk about the wedding. Have a but wedding rundown. Yeah, for now I'm just I literally feel brain dead. I was just telling you, I feel like I've had so much on my mind trying to remember everything, trying to do the speech, and then I was like, Oh, let me just like shower right when I get home from work so I, I'm not like putting it off. And I definitely forgot to wash like all the conditioner out of my hair, so that's a good example of how the day is going. <laughs> just trying but failing. <laughs> but anyways, I guess we'll get into some of it. We have our last episode was about um, Jared Bradigan. I'm sure you all know because you all listened and we've posted about it on social media. Of course, like right when it came out, there was um, a few updates that we figured were worth mentioning. Um, so it was confirmed. Shana, if you remember, she allegedly had an affair with her personal trainer which she denied but I guess the guy came out and said it was true yeah so she gave an interview with the Florida Times Union in June and it says quote she denied published reports she had an affair that led to the end of the marriage but yeah literally in the last day they the trainer's name still hasn't been made public in these articles but he came out and he said in terms of uh, Jared and Shana's marriage, he said they weren't really speaking. They were living in opposite ends of the house. She'd grown up Mormon and didn't want that anymore, whereas Jared still remained a devout member of the LDS church. But, yeah, so basically he's just come out and said that they did have an affair. He was her trainer and that he's also said that their relationship only lasted a few months because, quote, she was going through a lot with her breakup. Hmm. Um, so I don't really think it's not too surprising. I was pretty – confident that there seemed like there had been an affair and obviously you know this doesn't really prove it this guy could just be making it up but I feel like it was part of the story that is probably true yeah um and then we also got a message from someone who knows Shayna casually at least enough where they had like a group chat with a bunch of people and they shared with us that Shayna after the murder Shayna 
like messaged the mom being like, I'm sure you've all heard what happened and blah, blah, blah. And she was saying how she's been going through a tough time. And then actually before the murder even happened to her and Mario, who is her current husband, the one that was wanting to murder all the stray cats, were actually in talks of having a divorce and like agreed that they were going to get divorced before the murder happens. So I don't really know what's going to happen with that, but that's just what she said. Like I have the screenshot. She she typed down and said it. And we also had another message from someone who said that they've read an article about the tire in the road. So I know we had a bit of a discussion about if we would have gone out to move the tire and why he got out to move the tire. But um, apparently the road was quite narrow from what this person was saying and that basically there was no way he could have really driven around it without, you know, he would have had to get out to move it. It was right in the middle of this narrow road apparently, which I guess which, makes sense too. Yeah, it makes it seem like it was even more of like a purposeful trap. Yeah, to find the narrowest, you know, part of road, the road he would have, yeah, would have been traveling down. So, so just some little updates with that. Okay, so as we said in our last episode, this one we're going to talk about Kylie Rodney. She is the missing sixteen-year-old from Northern California, or she was last seen at a party. Um, it's been a pretty big case, I would say, on social media at least. A lot of people posting about it. I haven't seen it on like my local, like mainstream, like New York TV news, but I feel like it's only a matter of time, depending on what happens. I feel like I, th- I really thought I was a bit hesitant to do the research for this one just because I thought this is going to have a very quick resolution, but we're at almost two weeks now and she's still missing. Um, yeah. It's, it's, and for such a big case, which I like, I feel like it's been pretty big and there's a lot of media. I know you said not in your local media, but like I've got some articles from The Independent, which is in the UK and things like that. But for such kind of a big case, there's actually very little confirmed information, um, which is interesting. Yeah. And we'll go into why that is the case. Yeah. Like it's, it's all over the internet, but it hasn't made it to like really TV news. I'm sure there's on TV news like in California and over there, but not yeah. all over the country yet, it seems. But Maybe I feel it's like just it will. bigger in the true crime world. Like, you know, I, we, I'm obviously kind of more across all of that. So I see it a lot, which is why it seems, I guess, more high profile to me. But not no, not so much mainstream yeah. media, maybe, maybe is what I'm trying it's to not, say. It's not Gabby Petito level yet. No, no. Tonight, the search for missing California teenager Kylie Rodney enters a new phase after 11 days. We are going to have to uh, switch modes and, and kind of focus on the investigative end and try to figure out where do we go from there. The Placer County Sheriff's Office telling NBC News it's stopping search and rescue efforts for now until the investigation turns up new leads. The Rodney family upping the reward for information listed on findkylie.com to $75,000. The 16-year-old was attending a party with hundreds of others at a campground near Lake Tahoe on Friday, August 5th, when she was last seen around midnight. Her phone, last pinged around 12.30 a.m. Saturday morning, according to police, showed her location near Prosser Lake in the vicinity of the party. Investigators believe the phone ran out of battery or was shut off. Her mother recounting the last conversation she had with Kylie. Asked her to wake me up when she got home like she always does, and she said, okay, and thanks, Mama, love you. And that's the last I ever heard from her. And Kylie's father sharing this message. Extremely concerned. This is an absolute nightmare. This is every parent's nightmare. Now, no trace of Kylie or the silver Honda she drove to the campground in. Kylie Rodney is a 16-year-old female, and she's been missing since just after midnight on August 6, 2022, which was a Saturday. She was last known to be at a party in Truckee, Northern California, 
and there were allegedly hundreds of people at this party that she was at. Um, during the final contact with her family, she told her mother that she'd be home soon, but she never arrived and her vehicle is also missing. So before we get into the rest of the disappearance story, we'll give you a little background on her and her life. Um, she was living in Truckee with her mother, Lindsay Rodney Neiman, and her younger brother, Shep, who was eight. Her father is Daniel Rodney, we think, and then her stepfather is Tony Neiman. Her mother has kind of been the mouthpiece for the family. There's been a lot of interviews with the mother, so you have probably would have heard about her. Yeah. Kylie was an early high school graduate, which is pretty cool. She skipped a year of school and she graduated in June from Truckee Public School Forest Charter. She planned to attend Sierra College this fall. Her mother said she's funny, she's smart, and she's interested in so many different things. She loves playing music. She has, she has since she was a little girl. She loves, of course, being a teenager. She loves being with her friends. She's so interested in science and medicine and in cooking. She taught herself how to make chocolate cakes from scratch when she was young, and they're actually good. <laughs> um, in terms of timeline for this case, there's actually surprisingly little confirmed information, like Olivia was just saying at the start. What we do know is that, according to The Independent, Kylie had planned with her mother to go to a car show in Reno on Friday, August 5th. Um, her mother said, There was this classic car show in Reno. She's so dynamic. She loves everything from playing the violin to car shows. And so she was maybe going to see some drag races there with us. But Kylie texted her mom during the day about a change of plans and she told her mother that she was actually planning to go to a party at the Prosser family campground instead. So the Prosser family campground, it's basically just like a big open campground with not much there. I was curious as to how they could have such a big party there, but I guess it's like a pretty big woodsy area. But there is, on the website it says, Prosser Family Campground is located on the west shore above Prosser Reservoir, 10 minutes north of Truckee. Um, the campground situated within walking distance of the western shore of the reservoir. So it's right near like a pretty big reservoir. The campground offers single-family campsites. A forest of Jeffrey pine and fir trees shade the area, while sagebush dot the forest floor and surrounding areas. Um, so I guess you can rent like little camp areas there. Sorry, it's, yeah. um, it says offers many hiking, biking, horseback riding, off-road vehicle trails, things like that, kayaking, paddleboarding. So I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a popular place for people to go to, which is why I was interested in how they're having a big party but maybe it's just like a really big area yeah like i'm looking on google images now it you know it is quite heavily wooded but there are some cleared kind of sites that you can park your caravan or you know your camper or whatever um like it does look quite remote and isolated which i guess is why it would have been a good area to have a party um it seems like they've like whoever has had parties here before yeah, like there's a few photos on even just on Google Images of gatherings. Like it says, like there's one where there's probably 50 people sit and they're just sitting on chairs. It's probably not a proper party, but yeah, it looks like maybe it's a well-known area for gatherings. Yeah. Um. So Kylie was captured on CCTV on the night of August 5th at 6:08 p.m., which is around five hours before she disappeared. So in the picture, you're, I don't know it's kind of zoomed in, so you can't really tell much. It's just her wearing black tank top and green pants yeah I think it's a um bodysuit it doesn't really make a difference but yeah so a black bodysuit and then the pants seem almost even look like a gray like it must be like a dark green color yeah so it says actually that she that they believe that these are the clothes that she wore the party is green dickies pants a black spaghetti strap bodysuit and black vans so that's really all they had to go off of after Kylie left 
that business where she was caught on CCTV. Um, she at some point borrowed a hoodie from a friend it came out, so she was wearing that at the party. Interestingly, it has a strange quote on it from a poem that Lana Del Rey wrote, and it says, you don't want to be forgotten, you just want to disappear, which is eerie considering the circumstances. I'm sure yeah. it wasn't known at the time that it would be eerie, but but um, that's from the poem title entitled Pass the Bushes, Cypress Thriving by Lana Del Rey. I guess she wrote a poetry book, which I didn't know. <laughs> no, I didn't know that either till this. <laughs> I was like, do they mean a song? So, so I looked. Well, maybe. I don't know. Oh. I assumed people would correct me if I was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, she wrote a poetry book, I guess. Okay. Um, so it isn't known if Kylie was actually wearing the hoodie when she disappeared, but at one point she was wearing it and they believe she has it in her possession because I guess they haven't found it. After Kylie was seen on CCTV, the timeline gets a bit murky. So there was apparently hundreds of teens at this party. At first they said like 100 and then it got up to maybe 300 people were there. That's why I was wondering about the campground because I was like, that's a lot of people in an area like <laughs> underage drinking. A lot of the info in this case comes from a teen named Sammy Smith, who's allegedly Kylie's best friend. Um, They're both at the party together. Sammy told the media that, quote, a lot of sketchy older guys were seen there. She said Kylie was intoxicated when she last saw her. Some random guy called Ronnie Jones has been speaking a lot to the media, so take this with a grain of salt, but it gives kind of more, gives you a better picture of kind of what the party was like, I guess. Um, he said, I have two cousins. They go to Sierra College and they were going to that party. He said his cousin saw Kylie there chatting with different groups of people, appearing to be having fun as she socialized. Um, this is a quote again. I asked, well, how drunk was she? And they said, well, she was stumbling around claiming there was no way she could have driven. I also just think it's interesting because with so many people at the party, do they really remember seeing her? Was it a girl that looked like her, you know? Like if they didn't actually know who she was, was it just a, how do they remember this blonde girl? Exactly. And like these, his cousins who were telling this story go to the Sierra College. Kylie hadn't even started at the college yet. Like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of kind of back and forth and telephone being played with after this has all happened now. Like, oh, maybe we did see her. Yeah, she, yeah, like, if, it, oh, if that was yeah, her, she probably, her. yeah. Yeah, I agree. The cousins also said, apparently, well, she was stumbling around and they were claiming that there was no way she could have actually driven. The guy, Ronnie, said, the dudes who come out there, the older guys, they have shrooms and cocaine and then the kids go hang out with that group. I can't say for sure she participated in substances, but that's what was there for a fact. He also said... I asked them, I said, did you see anything weird going on? Was anyone looking at her funny? But they were like, no, everyone was just chill, but everyone was kind of messed up and so was she. Um, Again, they said there was no way she could have driven. Um, And he said, that was basically all I knew from that. And then they told me there was some other stuff, but they can't really talk about that. That's basically all they knew. She was really drunk and there was tons of drugs, not just drinking. They were doing blow cocaine openly. Um, And it wasn't just a teen party. There were a lot of adults there, mid-20s, dudes who were way older there than 16. He also went on to say, he had a lot to say. He's got a lot to say for someone who wasn't actually there. (laughs) Yeah. Wants to seem like he knows it all. Um, I feel like too, like obviously, I feel like it has some truth to it. He might have been exaggerating a little bit, but the media has run with a lot of this in terms of what was happening at the party. And I do think it may be why there's a reluctance for people to come forward with information because they were partaking in these illegal activities. 
Yeah, I mean, even if he wasn't at the party, like, maybe if he'd gone to other parties or, like, with his cousins, like, I could think of parties that I went to like this when I was younger. Maybe not as young as 16, but still younger, where older guys try to get younger girls fucked up. Not, like, old, old guys, but, like, the older guys in their 20s, 20 trying yeah. to hang out with the 16, 17-year-old <laughs> girls and giving them free drugs and free drinks. Like, I feel like we've, we've probably all seen that before. So he also said... The dudes who come out there, the older guys, they have, kind of like you said before, they have the shrooms and cocaine and the kids go hang out with that group. The older dudes, because they're giving them blow and hooking them up with stuff they can't really afford because they don't really have the money for it. Cocaine's pretty expensive. Most of the guys, they always want to give it to girls. They give them free lines, but then they want you to kick it with them. Like, hey, come do a line with me. Come do a line with me. That's how it goes. That's how those parties are. He also said... There's no telling what could have happened, but I do know she was messed up. That's a fact. So if they tried to word it nicely, no, she was shit-faced. So Sammy, the friend, has told the media that Kylie was intoxicated, so much so that she didn't think Kylie would have been able to drive either. She said, I know that she wasn't in the right mindset or state to drive, and if she were to have driven, she wouldn't have made it far. Sammy said that she and Kylie were drinking from the same containers, doing shots, and went back to her car to charge Kylie's phone at some point right before she vanished. She said Kylie was telling her mom she was going to be the designated driver because that's how she was going out to the party, giving an alibi so that her mom didn't freak out and say that she wanted her home earlier. Um, Sammy said she planned on getting drunk and getting fucked up. I asked her earlier on in the night if she could take me home, but she was in no state to drive. The last recorded sighting of her was... 1240, I was the last person to speak to her at 1236 when she asked me if I still needed a ride home. Another friend, Magdalene Larson, was, has also spoken to the media. She said the party was meant to be a senior farewell party that turned out to be way, way larger than expected. She said, within the only 10 minutes I was there, I literally had a group of five guys try to come get me to take as many bong rips as I could forcefully without my boyfriend present. There was a lot of guys that did approach us. Definitely, I was getting a gut feeling that during that party, something just didn't feel right with the number of people that were there and how old some of these people were. So, seems like kind of like what I was saying, just one of those parties where older guys are trying to take advantage of younger girls, trying to get them fucked up, um, just people trying to have what they consider a good time. I find it kind of interesting in all that too that Sammy said that her and Kylie were drinking from the same container. So I feel like she said that maybe – Like she wasn't um, drugged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we, you know, we had the same drinks. I was all right. You know, I feel like that was the reasoning for her kind of pointing that out. Yeah. Just a little note. I'm sure people are like, maybe someone drugged her or whatever. Yeah. I mean, she still it could still drugged, have happened. But yeah. yeah. Just wouldn't have happened from the drinks that she was sharing with um, – uh, what's her name? Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> So Kylie texted her mother, Lindsay, around 11.30 p.m. and told her that she'd be home by 12.15. Um, her mom said, I extended her curfew. I had done it before and felt safe. She texted me at 11.30 to say she'd be leaving at 12.15 to come home. She said, I love you, mom. And that was the last I heard from her. Someone asked the Placer County Sheriff online for a confirmed timeline, and this was their answer. They said, the only timeline we have is Kylie's screenshot from a Truckee store at 6.08 p.m. on 8.05 and her phone going off the grid around 12.33 a.m. on 8.06. When they say screenshot, I think they mean CCTV. The CCTV. Shot. Yeah, yeah, just in case you're wondering what that is. But that's the CCTV image that we spoke about earlier. So her phone turned off around 12.33 a.m. that morning and it last pinged near the Prosser family campground within Tahoe National Forest before it turned off. 
Captain Brown with the Placer County Sheriff, he said, the ping for the data points was near the water. It's hard to tell an exact pinpoint. He said it's just as much on land as it was on water. Just to give kind of a, a like a picture of the campground, it's basically this wooded area that surrounds a really big reservoir lake type thing. Like there is a lot of water around this area. Yeah, it's a big reservoir. Yeah. So Kylie was reported missing on August 6th when she didn't return home. She'd been due to meet friends at a local Starbucks at 9 a.m. ahead of a camping trip but failed to show up, prompting her mother to report her missing. An appeal was first shared by the Placer County Sheriff on that day. This was their post. It says, missing person, community help needed. We need your help locating missing 16-year-old Kylie Rodney, who was last seen near the Prosser family campground in Truckee. Kylie was at a party of more than 100 juveniles and young adults. She was last seen at the party on August 6, 2022, at approximately 12.30 a.m. Kylie's vehicle is also missing from the party, a silver 2013 Honda CRV with California license plates. Kylie's phone has been out of service since the party. She's described as a Caucasian female, 5'7", 115 pounds, blonde hair, hazel eyes, and then says what she was wearing and who to contact if you have any information. On August 7th, which was the Sunday, police established a tip line for Kylie's case and also began searching the area surrounding the campground. The FBI got involved in this case within the first few days, which is interesting. I found it very interesting. Like, yeah, I... And I still wonder if they know more, maybe just because of the kind of illegal things that were happening at the party. Maybe yeah. that's why. But um, yeah, I found that very curious as well. On August 8th, the Placer County Sheriff provided the following update on the search. The Placer County Sheriff Office continues to search for missing 16-year-old Truckee resident Kylie Rodney. Detectives are currently following up on leads. And our Falcon 30 helicopter is assisting the Nevada County Sheriff's Office with the search for Kylie. Our air operations crew will be flying over the Interstate 80 corridor between Donner, Summit, and the Nevada state line, um, and will continue searching around the Prosser Lake area. Despite the numerous resources we have utilized, Kylie and her vehicle are still missing. We're currently coordinating with the California Highway Patrol, Truckee Police, FBI, and the Nevada County Sheriff's Office as we continue our search for Kylie. So on August 9th, search crew starts searching the waterways in the area. Kind of surprised it took them this long to search the water, considering how big the lake is in the proximity to the campground. I feel like it should have been one of the first places they looked. And also, like, the the roads kind of go along these waterways. Twist, yeah. So you would think, like, you know, that's almost three days it took them to start searching the water. I, I would have thought that would have been one of the first places they would have looked. But I guess it's a lot maybe harder to search the water than it is to, you know. Yeah, maybe they had to get, like, the resources in and stuff. Yeah. In terms of the waterways being searched, Captain Brown know that the reservoir is 57 feet deep at its deepest point and that the visibility is a problem. He said, a diving operation like that is almost like you're going into the water blind and you're basically searching with hands. Because once you start maneuvering the ground, it's like going through mud. These are tough operations. So it seems like... Not the most ideal conditions to be searching in. Yeah. By this date, police had received over 100 tips and had 77 law enforcement officials on the case. Were you going to say something? I cut you off. No, I was just going to say too, like obviously we don't know at the time of recording, we don't know what the outcome of this case is, but if she did end up in the water with the car, I can imagine too that that would have kind of stirred up all the silt and the stuff on the bottom. Mm. So that would make, you would think, visibility even tougher. And that's all I was going to say, just as kind of a point. Yeah, it makes you think of how, what's her name? 
drowned the girl from Glee. Naya Rivera, is that how you say it? Rivera. Rivera, yeah. Yeah, something. But how they were saying that the water conditions there were like terrible and really dark and murky and that trees were literally just like floating around in the water. Yeah. So there's been some discussion about this case being treated as an abduction from the start. It seems like the family said that they were treating it as an abduction. We haven't actually found or law enforcement say that, but the family said it was being treated as an abduction because her car hadn't been found. So there's been a lot of talk about that because she could have just crashed her car into the reservoir and it hasn't been found. So I don't know if some, something's confusing about that. There's, it's not totally clear. I feel like too, like I think it probably did originate from the family. Like she must have been abducted. She definitely would have come home, that yeah. type of thing. Um, but And maybe they don't think that she would have drank and driven. She said she was designated driver. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, it is interesting because there's been a kind of lot of confusion about that. Like what proof do they have that she was abducted? Essentially there is no proof that has been made public that she was abducted anyway. So, But like you said, it's interesting that the FBI is involved. So police held a press conference on Monday, August 10, and they pled for attendees of the party to come forward. Uh, the Placer County and Nevada County Sheriff's Office released a joint statement, and they said they had more than 265 personnel assigned to the case. And by that day, they'd had more than 300 tips, which tripled the day's total before. Um, they said on this day that they hadn't found any of Kylie's belongings or her vehicle. By August 10, which was Monday, the search had grown to include several aircraft, including helicopters and airplanes, dive teams, all-terrain vehicles, including four-wheelers, trucks, and dirt bikes, and they also had dogs. Um, there was 100 members of law enforcement at the scene, including the FBI, FBI, and they focused their attention on a campsite there called Campsite 4 in the area. Um, the family established a website, which is findkylie.com, and they posted this appeal for information. They said, police in California and Nevada are involved. Attendees at the party were from all over, Tahoe, Truckee, Reno, Sparks, and Auburn. If you are a parent of a child that attended this party or if you attended yourself, please look at your or your child's photos, videos, social media for any images of Kylie, potential persons of interest in the background, someone out of place, someone no one really knows. So... I think this is a good point in the case to talk about why the people aren't coming forward who've been at the party. Um, like I've seen a few comments where, where someone wrote on social media, wow, there must have been hundreds of videos and photos. And the place the county sheriff has been very active in responding to those type of comments. And they said basically, no, there's not. Like we have hardly anything. People just are not sending through these images because they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to, um, you know, have any repercussions from whatever they were doing, drinking, drugs, that's why they're not coming forward. Or even if they don't want repercussions, I know we'll get to it, but eventually the police say, like, you're not going to get in trouble. Like, yeah. we need this information. Still, they might just not want their parents to know. Like, maybe they lied to their parents about where they were that night, but then they send pictures to the police or talk to the police about what they saw, and the police are showing up at their house to interview them, so then their parents are going to know they were at the party, especially if they think the information they have isn't that important, but Maybe it is. Yeah. So seems like that's why there's a lot of issues with getting info. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. It's not like she just went missing from a, a Starbucks or something where everyone would be like, yeah, I saw her there, but no one wants to admit that they were there, it seems like. Except Ronnie, who wasn't <laughs> even there. <laughs> <laughs> so Sammy, who is Kylie's friend, said of in terms of the teens being scared, she said, I think a lot of them were scared to talk. They're engaging in illegal activity in the woods. It's like this Lord of the Flies space where they can just be. Well, and what's even probably worse, actually, is it might not even so much be the kids that are worried, but the adults 
who were there, if anyone's over 21, if they were giving drugs and alcohol to minors, that's kind of not that great to be telling the police, especially if it contributed to like sexual assault. Yeah, that's what I mean. If they were there to try and hook up with minors, that would not, yeah, Yeah. go down well. So the family having um, also made an upload portal on the Find Kylie website where people can upload images anonymously. Um, This is what the website says. It says the upload portal is totally anonymous. Anonymous means anonymous. If you are afraid to share information, you can have someone else do it for you to the tip line or the upload link. So I know they've said it's anonymous. I feel like that still isn't enough for people to want to come forward, especially electronically. Like, you know, you would always Yeah, I never believe anything's anonymous. (laughs) No. So the police also said by this point that any teen who had information was free to come forward without fear of punishment, even if they'd been involved in anything illegal. The but also the police said any teen. Yeah, not any can adult. Come forward. Yeah. And I feel like if a crime was like committed or something happened to Kylie, for some reason I just like have a vibe that it's probably one of the older people. It's probably not another 16, 17 year old. Unless it was we'll get into that at the end. So Sammy said, we've said over and over again, we're not investigating any of you. We're partnering with you in an investigation for a missing person. This isn't about the things you shouldn't have done. But it's also hard because there are so many teenagers. What are their relationships like with their parents? That can define a lot about what they're going to say. Are they used used to hiding everything? And then she went on to say they're afraid afraid of the consequences or how they're going to be viewed, how their parents are going to react. But at this point, it's like, who cares? We just need to find her. Must be frustrating, I know. Like... Mm-hmm. anyway that's just a, that's a big part of the case and I've seen it mentioned you know in a lot of articles so it's yeah a hindrance to the case yeah all right so on August 10 Kylie's mother spoke about how she believed an amber alert should have been issued in this case she said the amber alert should have already been issued immediately um, but as we've spoken about in the past there are criteria for an amber alert and Kylie's case didn't meet the criteria mm-hmm. um the criteria that wasn't met is that confirmation that an abduction had occurred. Um, she did meet the other criteria, which is the victim is 17 or younger. The victim is in imminent danger of death or serious bodily injury, which I guess you can assume. Um, so, yeah, basically there was no proof that she'd actually been abducted, which is why there wasn't one issued. Her father spoke at the same town meeting and he said, she's no longer just our daughter. This is your kids. These are the parties that your kids are going to. We need answers and you need answers because when your kids turn 16, where are they going to go? Kylie is your child too. So on August 11, which is the next day, the FBI issued their missing person poster for Kylie. So it's online and it's on the blog if you want to have a look at it. Um, doesn't really say much else. It just has the photos of her car and the CCTV and kind of the circumstances of her disappearance. Mm-hmm. The Placer County Sheriff's Office also announced that it had activated the Code Red Emergency Alert System on August 11. Uh, Captain Sam Brown said, we have about an 80% enrollment for Nevada County. So out of our 100,000 residents, the message should hit about 80,000 residents. Police also released another recent photo of Kylie that was taken just a few weeks before she disappeared. And in the photo, she was wearing some gold necklaces. And they said that she was likely wearing those when she disappeared as well. So I guess just another thing for people to look out for. More than 220 law enforcement personnel had been assigned to the search by this stage and the officers had received more than 500 tips. They were seen collecting and bagging evidence found near the Prosser family campground, but as far as I know, that isn't really anything. There was some rumours early on that her tank top had been found, but I think it just ended up being a random tank top. It didn't really look the same when we saw photos of it as what she'd been wearing. 
trying to get evidence from that must be a nightmare if there was really like 300 people there. and even the photos that i've seen like there are actually very few photos but there's one where there's a group of people standing around and there's so much trash on the ground like mm-hmm. it's yeah they would have to sort through everything it would be a big job so on august 12 police announced that they had now received over 900 tips which had doubled since the previous day They kept searching using dogs and aircraft as well as multiple law enforcement vehicles and they also closed off an area of the campground in the hopes of locating Kylie and her vehicle, but we know now that nothing really came from that. On Saturday, August 13th, that was a week after she disappeared, the public information officer at the Placer County Sheriff's Office told the media that, quote, yesterday there was a potential burial site that was located near the campground. Her, the public information officer is Angela Musalem, and she said it was located by a search and rescue ground team. Kylie's family was notified. The FBI responded to secure the scene, and basically they found the remains of a dog. So it ended up being a burial site, just not for a human. As the searches for Kylie went on, the Placer County Sheriff started releasing a daily graphic, and they actually still do that up to this day, which is very helpful. It's very clear. Um, this is the graphic from August 14 said at that stage they had 307 personnel assigned. They'd spent over 12,000 hours looking for her, three helicopters, two dive teams, 1,200 tips. So it kind of gives an overview of the case to date and I guess it just stops the 1,000 questions that they'd be getting each day. So as we mentioned, there are some kind of unusual things going on in this case. I think a lot of it may be due to the age of the people involved, their teenagers. There's been a lot of weird kind of social media videos and posts and things like that. I think it's because these kids are young and they just are a little bit maybe immature and for a lot of them. A lot of people want to feel like part of. Yeah, exactly. They want to be. Insert themselves. In on it. So I've read some articles and posts that say that Kylie had a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend, I'm not entirely sure, but his name was Jagger. He has been speaking a lot about the case um, in the media and online. He said he texted Kylie um, about her going to the party. He didn't go and he said to her to be safe and don't do anything stupid. He also spoke about the last time he spoke with her. He said at 10.30 she responded to what I was saying and she said, oh, I'm sorry you're going through that and that's the last I heard from her. This is a kind of a weird thing as well. He said he also told Fox that he and Kylie's father had taught her how to get out of sticky situations and said that she would not put her life at risk. So he told Fox 40, I really need her back. I really just need to know that she's safe. That's all I need at this point. I just want to hug her again. I fully believe she's alive and well. This is a little bit strange. Jagger made some posts online, which we've got screenshots and they're in the blog. Someone wrote, basically, where can they send tips to? And he said, me or the sheriff. We are all working on the same thing and the sheriff would like me to filter through any info I can before it gets to them. And everyone is like, what is the sheriff really asking (laughs) a 16-year-old kid to filter tips? So someone actually asked the sheriff and they said, um, can you verify Jagger's comments that the sheriff wants him to filter information? And it goes on and on. And the sheriff wrote, that is false in capitals. The only tip line is, and then he lists the tip line. So it's um, quite dangerous really if these kids are going around saying things like that. Like I, I know they're probably trying to help and they're probably just getting swept away with the drama. Yeah, like my benefit of the doubt was maybe – he knows that people are scared to come forward to the police, so maybe he thinks people be more willing to come forward to him and kind of just trying to make it seem like he's more involved in the actual investigation than he really is. But my hope is that it was more out of just like a place of caring and wanting her to come back 
or like wanting to help find her and hoping that people would be more willing to talk to him instead of the police. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm always trying to find the good in people. (laughs) (laughs) So on Sunday, August 14, police released a photo of another hoodie that they believe either Kylie was wearing or she had with her when she disappeared. I feel like that's the only info we're getting is various outfits she might have been wearing. Why was she changing so much? Uh, yeah, and yeah. Like, why did she need two hoodies? And like, that's kind of it might be a red flag. Did she like spill something on herself? Yeah, like, could have been. So they've released a photo of this hoodie. It's very um, unique. So it's a white hoodie with big pink writing all over it, and the writing says "Odd Future." Apparently, I've seen another interview with her mother saying that she wore that hoodie quite a lot. So I'm, and it's also interesting to me t- that they've said they've seen video footage. They must have some footage of her at the party. They just haven't released yeah. it. But I feel like that's why they want people to like upload their pictures and videos and everything. Because even if you're, she's in the we weren't taking, a, yeah, yeah, like if you weren't taking a picture of her, maybe she's in the background. Maybe you could see her arm. Maybe they could put it together with other pictures and other videos to kind of make a better timeline. But I feel like people are like, well, she's not in this picture, so why would I send it in? But it's yeah, like exactly. maybe someone is in the background of that picture that was then later seen in like a picture with Kylie, so. It could kind of just help them like place people better yeah to know who she'd been associating with that night if nothing else yeah and who was there what they were doing so on monday august 15 the placer county sheriff held another press conference they have held quite a lot of media conferences during this case um the lieutenant josh barnhart said we are committed to following through on all the tips we've received we are continuing to investigate leads from those tips he said that there were more to more than 50 detectives following up the leads He said, if anyone has any more video they have not submitted, please. There's no small amount of information for us and more witness accounts from the party. So they're just still appealing for people to come forward. He did say on this day that those search efforts for Kylie would be modified and geared toward a more task force style investigation. He said, this means our resources will continue to move forward, but in somewhat of a different manner. It doesn't mean that the investigation is going to stop. It will continue to move forward. So we had a lot of questions about what we thought that meant. And I think that that basically means they have to call it at some point. This was more than a week after she disappeared there. You can't keep searching. Just general searching is what my thought is. They would move to searching more based on tips um, mm-hmm. rather than just generally searching the area. And that also at some point they're going to have to reassign some of the hundreds and hundreds of detectives that were working on the case. They can't keep that level of manpower going essentially. Yeah, people panic when they like hear police say that they're going to stop doing things or make like a change in the investigation, but I think it really just means like you were saying they're going to stop doing active searches of the area, just broad walking around searches. And they're going to do more investigating, more like talking to people and seeing where like those tips and the evidence leads them. And even um, like it's sad to say, but if she probably if she does like we obviously don't know what happened, but if she, if she did crash her car and was injured by then, it would have been a recovery, not a rescue. Um, in most scenarios, it probably would have been a recovery. Like obviously we'll get into theories soon, but it probably just means it's a little bit less urgent in terms of searching, which is a sad, but it's a fact essentially. Yeah. Um, So the California Highway Patrol Sergeant Eric Strecker also spoke at that time about why there wasn't an Amber Alert. He said there's a very detailed and specific criteria for Amber Alerts. And as much as we might want to get that information out, the specification on what has to be met in order wasn't there. 
And he said that basically they had a massive social media push anyway. So he doesn't think that the lack of an Amber Alert um, was detrimental, which I also probably agree in this case. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think they've had a very, very large media push. So also on Monday, the group Adventures with Purpose announced that they're going to travel to the area to search for Kylie. They made a post on their social media and they said, many of you have reached out, making us aware of the missing teen in California, Kylie Rodney, and if we can join the search. We left Oregon on August 1st with all our gear heading to the Midwest with no plans to return until the end of the month. However, with 10 days passing and no answer for Kylie's family, we're going to cancel all of our other cases after we wrap up with previous commitments and drive straight through to California to aid in the search for Kylie. Our goal will be to arrive late Friday evening, which is tomorrow at the time of recording. So if you're not familiar with Adventures with Purpose, they've actually solved a lot of missing person cases in recent years. This is the information from their website. It says, we are Adventures with Purpose, a search and recovery dive team dedicated to helping families of missing loved ones. Because of your amazing support, 23 missing person cold cases have been solved since 2019, providing answers to families looking for their lost loved ones. So I think Adventures with Purpose generally do cold cases, which is why they're able to cancel their commitments because these cases have been waiting for years. You know, obviously they can push it out a little bit and still get They're to it eventually. Cold. Yeah, exactly. So I guess if there's a chance they can wrap this up quickly for Kylie's family, they have decided to do it, which is good. But they are crazy. Like I feel like every time they say they're going to look for someone, they find the person. Mm. Um, I feel like for me this may be, um, anyway, we'll get into theories too, but I feel like this may be the beginning of the resolution of this case. Yeah. So as of August 18, at the time of recording, Kylie remains missing. A media agency has asked Lindsay if she had any regrets in this case. And she said, there's a Willie Nelson song that I've got a long list of real good reasons for all the things I've done. And regret is just a memory written on my brow and there's nothing I can do about it now. One of the kind of theories was that Kylie had run away. And Lindsay said, my daughter is not the runaway type, not to stigmatize kids who are, but my daughter is not. She had the resources to run away and would have done so if she wanted to. I think it's such like a shitty question for them to ask the mom if she has any regrets. I know. Like she didn't do anything wrong. She let her kid go out to a party because like she trusted her. Like, Like me and my mom were always close and I always told my mom what I was doing. Whereas like my mom would let me go to parties and she would know where I was and I'd stay in contact with her like Kylie did with her mom. If some bad person intervened, like what what the fuck does the mom have to regret? And like as a mother, I know that if, if I, I'm just putting myself in Lindsay's shoes, I would have a thousand regrets, but essentially yeah, there's nothing exactly. that she could have, like I would have been like, oh, I wish she just, I would have, wish I had have said no. I wish I wouldn't have extended her curfew. I wish I would have driven mm-hmm. her to the party. Like there's a million regrets that you would have. But like she said at the time, I thought she was safe. We've done this before. Yeah. Like there was no reason that this should have happened essentially. Yeah. It's just like, what a shitty question. Like, of course she feels terrible. So she spoke to Radar Online as in Lindsay did and she said, oh, Kylie, please help us find you. We just miss you so much and we just want you to come home. So um, there are like that's that's an overview of the case. There are a lot of kind of messy insertions by people that we haven't mentioned. I know there's a teen or like a, a young adult who's offering to give away his car for people who have information that can find Kylie. There was also um, a scanner entry that was happened kind of in the middle of all this where a dispatcher on a scanner said that they had found a person related to a missing person from Placer County and she actually mentioned Kylie's name in the scanner um so everyone's like wow she's been found 
and it turns out that it wasn't related. I don't even know what the outcome of that was, um, but that seemed like it was going to be the resolution and it wasn't. Um, there's just a lot of, yeah, unusual things going on. I guess it's good that her name is still everywhere online in terms of the true crime society, uh, true crime groups and things like that because there's all this, you know, still going on. But, yeah. yeah. If you if you want to get lost in you know in a real rabbit hole, just get on Facebook and Google Google Kylie Rodney because there's a lot on there. Mm-hmm. One other kind of thing that's just happened today is that Dog the Bounty Hunter is apparently getting involved. He has he's apprehensive. That- <laughs> well, he's, like, he's got a lot of tips in this case, but he's reluctant to do anything because of the flack he got in the Gabby Petito case. He says that basically after 21 days, that's when missing persons cases typically typically go cold. So after that time, he might get involved if Kylie's still missing. It's like ridiculous, but also it's like if he wants to go out there and friggin' search and try to help, like more power to him, I guess. Some people are like, oh, it's like an attention grab. Like he's a celebrity, he just wants attention. But I mean, if he's actually willing to help, like fine. But I'm also I'm like still eye rolling, but I'm like fine. <laughs> I feel like he wouldn't go yet because there's still so many people out there searching. He would like yeah. to do it when it's when it's absolutely probably only going to be him who finds her. And it does as dumb as it sounds, it does get more people's attention when like because it's ridiculous news. Like even if you're not following this case, I got the news alert from TMZ. So even like people who generally follow like celebrity news or things like that. If they didn't follow her story before, now they might have heard more of it because it pops up on TMZ or celebrity news, things like that. So one other question I've seen asked a lot is why can't they track her phone? And everyone's like, you can track a phone even if it's off. The thing that I, from how what I understand is even if she did have Find My Phone on, if she had an iPhone, which I think she did, um, you can only track it to the last place it was before it died. So if it died when she was at the campground, that isn't going to help them. And they said they have the last place that it was. Yeah, it was and it pinned near the, yeah, near the water. So the Placer County Sheriff have today released their graphic again for the 18th of August. It says there's now 91 personnel assigned. There's almost 18,000 personnel hours that have been spent. One dive team, one off-highway vehicle, 1,500 tips, and they've got 79 tips that are still to be processed. So you can tell by that, if you go on their on their Facebook page, you can tell that it is kind of slowing down a little bit in terms of the actual active search efforts, um, Mm -hmm. which is to be expected, sadly, I think. Um, And they've also asked that people stop sending in, um, yeah, I'll just find it here, duplicate tips. Over the past several days, we received duplicate tips. It has slowed our detectives down. So they've asked that if you've turned in your tip via one of the methods below, we have received it, do not send it in on another um, media. So I guess if you've yeah. emailed your tip, don't also call it in is essentially what they're trying to say. Yeah, because they still have to process them all. Yeah. So Kylie, as we mentioned, is five foot seven, 115 pounds. She's got blonde hair and hazel eyes. And her car, which is a silver 2013 Honda CRV with California plates, is also missing. Her family have said that they believe Kylie's laptop was also in the vehicle, but her iPad is at home. So yeah, that's the main outline of the story. I mean, as far as what like if I had to have a theory, my two theories, I'm guessing yours are probably similar as either she drove and crashed somewhere and they haven't found her, which seems more and more unlikely, I guess, as time goes on, but you never know. Or that someone intervened and tried to take advantage of her, like how they were saying there was kind of older guys at the party offering younger girls drugs, like cocaine, drinks. But like that guy said, like if you do a free line of cocaine, then you're like guilted into hanging out with the person. 
all girls like we know these people like from growing up there was always just like those creepy older guys in their like 20s early 20s trying to hang out with the girls that are like sophomores in college I mean sophomores in high school (laughs) and like we all know those people I'm not saying like all the guys at this party that were older that's what they wanted to do but the guys who do like to do shit like that that want to take advantage of young girls know where to go they go to these parties for that reason we were discussing theories in our Facebook group the other day, and I kind of have four possible theories as to what mm. happened. Um, so I broke it down via percentages. So I said out of 100, <laughs> I would say 65% I think that she's crashed and she's probably in the lake. I would be surprised if they don't find her when Adventures with Purpose show up. Um, but then my other theories, which I guess could be possible, I think the next theory, I think I said 20%, I thought that maybe she did overdose or die at the party from whatever reason and they're covering it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I think the next one I said, which was less likely would be an abduction. And then the next one, which I think is very unlikely, I think I gave it a 5% chance, is that she run away. She's run off and has willingly left. Yeah. Like when I say – that I think maybe like an older person or someone took advantage of her. I think that more go along with like the cover up versus like, I don't, I feel like saying she was abducted from the party is weird. Cause I don't know. I just, I feel like that's a lower possibility, but more so someone tried to take advantage of her, maybe gave her too much drugs, tried to get her too fucked up. And then they panicked. And if if her body. car was still there, for example, I would think more so maybe that it could have been an abduction. Like if someone abducted her, I guess you know it could have been a group of guys. Just this is all speculation, but you know if it was one guy, for example, did he go back and get her car? Like, there's where's the car? Is essentially my theory. If if she was abducted and they're covering it up, I did read another comment again, speculation, and they said they know someone who works for the police, the county sheriff, and apparently there's tons of video of the area and her car was never seen leaving. So mm-hmm. they believe that either it's from this comment they said that they believe the car has been stashed in one of the many abandoned kind of buildings or cabins or and things like that around the area. Yeah, I mean it um, is a big kind of isolated looking area with a lot of like pine trees but just weird they haven't found the car yet which always brings me back to like did she crash it into the water like how well were they able to actually search the water where's the car i feel like if the car left it would have been found by now and if she was that drunk or intoxicated maybe she got lost and you know drove off an edge or something like that like there was another couple that went missing actually on the same day as Kylie and people were kind of maybe questioning if it could be related I never thought it was and it turns out that it wasn't this couple left um they were traveling to Reno on August 7 and they just actually found their bodies yesterday they had crashed their vehicle over an embankment um and had died in a car accident probably on the same night so I feel like that is probably going to be the outcome in this case um obviously there are some other possibilities I just feel like they're less likely maybe yeah but um if anything I feel like something has to happen by the time this episode comes out so either depending when it happens or like what happens we'll either hop back on and talk about it or I'll put in some clips or we'll figure out a way to keep it updated we believe it is our missing person. Confirmation of a heartbreaking discovery two weeks after 16-year-old Kylie Rodney disappeared from the Prosser family campground in Truckee. Her SUV with a body inside pulled from a nearby reservoir. Relieved just to know that there's some closure, um, but beyond sad that it's had to possibly be not a good outcome.
Law enforcement originally feared Kylie was kidnapped after she vanished from a party with hundreds of teens at the Prosser family campground. For weeks, dozens of local, state, and federal law enforcement searched by air, foot, and boat. But it was a private organ search team that ultimately found her car upside down in 14 feet of water, not far from where she went missing. So I went over it several times and I knew it looked suspicious. We focused on the positives and that's we were able to provide answers to a family who, who no longer has to live in a nightmare of not knowing. Nick Wren and Doug Bishop are part of the six-man team who specialize in using water sonar technology to help find missing people. They shared this video showing Kylie's car upside down in the water and the sonar equipment they used to spot it. Between the three different images, we are able to manipulate it. Uh, each one complements the other. And uh, between the three, we're able to uh, detect everything that's on the, you know, the bottom of a waterway um, in, in, you know, low water areas. Tonight, many are asking why authorities didn't find it sooner. Nevada County Sheriff's Office says they searched the same area earlier, but explained changing water levels and other factors complicated their search. How did we not find it when we were searching? Uh, the lake was extensively searched with side sonar, with an ROV. Uh, we had divers, we had swimmers. Um, I think that's part of what we're going to have to go back to, to do and, and debrief. Tonight in a statement, Kylie's family is thanking the community for their support, saying in part, while we accept the sadness cast under death's shadow, the rising sun shines light upon us, reminding us not to mourn our loss. Kylie will surely remain with us, even though we will not get her back. So we've had a few messages since this case has started blowing up about missing white woman syndrome, which I actually think is absolutely a thing in this case. Kylie is white, young, attractive. We all know that this is why it happens um, in terms of cases. They generally blow up in these situations. Um, but for every Kylie that gets a lot of media attention, there's a lot of people who fall under the radar and get little to no media attention. We've been trying to highlight on our Instagram another missing woman named Jolissa Fuentes. She went missing on August 7, so a similar time frame to when Kylie went missing. She also vanished in California from a place called Selma, California. On the day she vanished, Julissa had been hanging out with her friends until roughly 3 a.m. She went to her grandmother's home before heading to a local gas station to buy a snack. She was seen on CCTV there around 4.06 a.m. And from there, she was seen driving away and she hasn't been seen since. So her car is also missing with her. It's a silver four-door 2011 Hyundai Accent with a California license plate. So there's actually quite a few parallels between Julissa and Kylie's case but the amount of media attention is vastly different, which is sad. Yeah. On our Instagram, we share all missing people. If you send them to us, we will generally share them. If there's enough information, you know, all we need is a location that they were last seen and any, you know, a photo, any other information, and we try and share as many of them as we can. Yeah, I love when you guys send them in. It makes my job easier. I just <laughs> save, save the screenshot and post it. Yeah. Um, but that's really it for this episode. Um, anything else you want to say? No, just as a fight. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if it isn't resolved after Adventures with Purpose get there. But I guess who knows? We'll wait and see. Yeah. So everything will be on the blog, the pictures of the various sweatshirts that she could have been wearing, the CCTV picture, all that will be on the blog at truecrimesocietyblog.com. Follow us on Instagram. We're always posting things there. And it's the best way to kind of communicate with us. Um, it's True Crime Society on Instagram. 
My Instagram is stephsum underscore. Olivia's is TCS Olivia. Follow us there if you want to learn more about my unfulfilling life and Olivia's <laughs> fulfilling life. <laughs> um, leave us a review on Apple, like a nice one. That's not about my unfulfilling life. <laughs> um, you can leave us a rating on Spotify. And as always, share the podcast. If you guys share it to your Instagram story, that's probably the best cheapest free way to support us because you share it your friends see it then maybe they'll check it out and we'll repost it so we'd love seeing when you guys do that um and if any of the sponsors from this episode are something that you'd be interested in definitely check them out use our codes that's also a big help to us we will be back next week thank you guys for listening peace out